Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 he talks about high things are here high things are proud things we see are we seeing any pride today Pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, casting down every high thing, every prideful thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. So all these prideful people shaking their fists in the face of Almighty God, we are called to pull down those things, not necessarily physically, but in prayer and and fasting and worship and and going and contend and, and make a difference in our community. Be that salt, be that light. Thank you for joining us here at Westside Christian Fellowship, located in Leona Valley, California, one hour north of Los Angeles. Today on Regaining Lost Ground, we hear the fourth part of this timely message from Pastor Shane titled, Brace for Impact, Are You Ready for War? Ephesians 6, 12-13 teaches us that our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the full armor of God so that you will be able to resist in the evil day and having done everything to stand firm. Are you afraid or racked with anxiety? Are you playing games with God? Today, Pastor Shane preaches the hope found exclusively in Jesus Christ, encouraging all to repentance and to take the right step forward for this beginning new year. You can hear the whole message at Pastor Shane's YouTube and Rumble channels. Make sure to subscribe today. For more information, visit us online at westsidechristianfellowship.org. We also encourage you to hear more truth from Pastor Shane with the Idleman Unplugged weekly podcast. And now, from Westside Christian Fellowship in Leona Valley, California, here's Pastor Shane Eidelman. So here's the battle lines as we move to the end of this message here, hopefully soon. It's been going on a lot of rabbit trails, huh? The battle lines, here are the battle lines, the family and our faith. Is that not the battle line that we're in? And from security to sexuality and from freedom to fear. These are the battle lines. God's word has to, has something to say about everything political right now. Did you know that? So just, I love when people say, Oh, you're just too political. Well, that you actually give me a compliment because God's word says something about all of these political hot buttons. The, the thing is, you just don't want to hear it. You don't want me to tell the truth according to scripture. It has, you don't think it has anything to say about borders? That's the biggest security threat we've ever had in our nation's history. Yet, we're not going to do anything. Well, as Christians, what do we do? We help the sojourner. We pray for those. We want to look out for families who truly need help. But we also have, I'm also called to guard my family. I don't know about you. We're called to be watchmen as well. Did you know that God wants you to get your house in order first before you help others? 
We're, we're, we're to safeguard ourselves and our homes, and then we're better able to reach out to others. Perfect example. Have you ever seen those oxygen masks fall in an airplane? Do you know it has the audacity to say that you put it on before you put it on your children? How dare they? Think about that. When the ass put it on, sorry, six-year-old, sorry, me first. No, now because you can help. You're trying to do all this and you're, you're dying of oxygen. You can't help. You've got two kids, but you're done. See, it's not selfishness. It's the order that God has given us to be watchmen and caretakers and to help those defend the fatherless. God's Word has something to say about all these issues. And boldness, boldness to secure all of these God-given areas stirs up the hornet's nest and clear demonic attacks ensue. Kingdoms are colliding. Didn't we see this? The churches that remained open during COVID or fought a lot of the mandates and things like that, were they not the ones under attack? Absolutely. So anytime there's boldness for these things, there's a spiritual assault, kingdoms colliding. If policies, procedures, rules, and regulations favor God's Word, there's an immediate assault against them and against those who dare to shine the light in dark places. The battle lines right now, right now what we're going into, preparing for war in 24, the family and our faith, the family and our faith, from security to sexuality and from freedom to fear, these are the battle lines. You'll be seeing they're drawing them in the sand. And I want to read something that I'm working on, an article that will really bring this home. Boldness to secure all of these God-given areas stirs up the hornet's nest and a clear demonic attack ensues. Kingdoms are colliding. That's what you're seeing right now. As we begin to stand strong for these areas, and what amazes me is people who never used to stand for anything now are standing up. It's like enough is enough. These popular podcasts Right, these guys, I won't mention their names, but they've, you know, millions of followers, and now they're finally, you know, enough is enough. They're seeing that all of these things are under attack. And so, if policies, procedures, rules, and regulations favor God's word, there is an immediate assault against them and against you, against anyone who dares to shine the light in the dark places. Like any person God uses from corrupt, corrupt Balaam to ungodly kings in the Old Testament, if they direct people back to God or begin to bless God's people, hell summons her best generals to bring disorder, confusion, and fear. And you're going to see that in this year when the two political parties begin to fight. They're really not fighting over a person's character. What we're fighting over is policies and procedures that directly affect us and your children and your grandchildren and God's word. That's why I get fired up about this. God's word has something to say about these issues. God is not happy. We're not talking about paving the roads and building bridges for the love of God. We're talking about creating life simply to destroy it. We're calling up, we're talking about being able to kill the elderly as they get older with assisted suicide. We're being, we're, we're talking about aborting a child even after it's born. We're talking about giving a 10 year old a sex surgery. Folks, this is a big deal. We need 
need to wake up. You, you know what? You all better become political if you want to be honest. We need to be talking about these things. A consistent theme throughout Scripture is not to fear God because God Himself fights for us. Did you know that? God fights for you. But here's the key. We have a role to play. So here's the thing we often forget. God fights for us, but often He doesn't fight until we're in the battle. Now, Lord, fight for me now. Well, I'm going to wait till you get in the battle, and then I'm going to fight for you. We have a role to play. He told Moses to stand and hold the line. He told Joshua to march around Jericho. He told King Jehoshaphat to go out with the worship team. I mean, there's, if you go, David had to grab five stones. He only needed one. Just a, just a sling and a rock. He said, I'm going to grab, one, I'm going to grab five stones just in case. I like David, don't you? That would be me. Probably one for each of the lords of the Philistines. Let me grab one for Gath and Gad and Ekron and, and Ashdoth and all these. And he, and God just said, I just need one. But he still had to fight. See, that's what, when God goes before us, when God fights your battles, that doesn't mean you sit at home and watch TV. That has nothing. You actually sometimes are called to stand. Sometimes you're called to make a difference. I was able to go to the thing we we did. Uh, Don did at the library where we offered uh, something alternative to the the drag queen. I don't even know how drag queen story hour get a library. That's a whole nother talk. But we offered something for the kids, and it was packed. It was completely packed at the library in Lancaster. Just offer. See, you got to do something. Just for sitting at home praying, it might be good for some things, but some things we got to go out and make a difference and shine the light and hold the line. God honors bold, tenacious faith that doesn't retreat. Ask Peter or Paul or James or how, did they have to do anything or did they just sit back in their hut and <laughs> they had to do things. But we don't want to put too much emphasis in our doing. It's God who goes before us, but we have to, because I, in God's will, you're either, you're either advancing the kingdom, you're holding the line so you don't go back, or you're retreating, going backwards. And God says to hold that line. Even today, when an enemy takes ground, they're often called to hold that line. Failure to do so results in retreat and defeat. And this is where the majority of the church finds herself today. So I'm going to go over just a few things to remind you of spiritual warfare because armies check their weapons before war, correct? And I had a lot more to go into, but I'm going to have to hold it for the next time. But 2 Corinthians 10, 2 Corinthians 10, very famous verse, but this is so important for us today. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God. And remember this, words can serve as weapons. Your words are weapons as well. That's what we're being getting, being hit with a lot of things, aren't we? In Sacramento, they're writing words on legislation. Washington, words, and, and this person's speech, and words, and this article, words. Words can be weapons as well. Divine power is needed. Basically saying this battle is not going to be fought with our hands and with weapons that we think of. 
It's going to be a spiritual battle for the pulling down of strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought, not some. Now I've got my YouTube thinking over here. I got my conspiracy thinking over here. I'll follow this ungodly movement over here, but then try to serve God on Sunday. Maybe go to Wednesday study when I can. Maybe open the Bible. No, every thought has to be brought under God's control to the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. In other words, it reads as if we have an obligation. As we're obeying God, we're, we're, we're to expose the unfruitful works of darkness. That's so why I said earlier, demolishing stinking thinking. And high things, he talks about high things are here. High things are proud things. We see, are we seeing any pride today? Pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, casting down every high thing, every prideful thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. So all these prideful people shaking their fists in the in the face of Almighty God. We are called to pull down those things, not necessarily physically, but in prayer and, and fasting and worship and, and going and contend and, and make a difference in our community. Be that salt, be that light. Every thought here, every thought, again, I want to talk about this for a minute, lingering thoughts that are fed can grow. Why he says every thought is because of this. Do you ever have a lingering thought that's not probably a good one? And if you notice, if you keep feeding it, it just keeps growing. This happens a lot with offense in the church. You ever been offended by somebody in the church? Give it time. They offended you. They upset you. And what do you do with that thought? If you continue to kind of let it straggle out there and, and, and you begin to think about it, you begin to feed it, it begins to grow and it becomes a root of bitterness in our heart. And we have to, we have to remove that as quick as possible. Being ready to punish all disobedience. Obedience draws a line in the sand and it is a weapon. This is so important about obeying God's word. It's not just obeying it for the sake of obeying it. You're obeying it as a, it's a weapon. As you obey God's word, you're filled with the spirit of God and you can go out and do things that God wants you to do. Now I'm going to step on some toes in a minute. You okay with this? If not, now might be a good time for a bathroom break. I won't look. I won't look. But I'm going to talk to you that's briefly. It's really important about an often overlooked war zone that will help a lot of people this year. An often overlooked war zone. Physical health can affect spiritual health when we are convicted to make some changes and we fail to do so. Okay? The spiritual and the physical are interwoven. I'm going to read here from Joel. I think it's Joe Becky and Nick Thomas. They wrote a book. If you don't believe me, spend a week sleeping no more than four or five hours, eat nothing but junk food, and see how it affects your walk with the Lord, your emotions, and your ability to handle life's problems. So why is this so important? 
Jim, why do you bring this up? Well, a couple different reasons. Everything from anger and anxiety and depression and fear and laziness, all of these things are often affected by how we treat the temple of the Holy Spirit. So to avoid this topic, to me, doesn't make a lot of sense. Because it really, really impacts us at a very deep level. And that's why I'm unapologetic on this issue. God has called me in this unique area. The fruit has been overwhelming that we hear from people. And often the critics of what I'm talking about are just convicted. So I can't allow the conviction of critics to determine which way I take the direction of my of the ministry God has called us to. Here's why food can affect mood. Addiction can dull the sword of the Spirit, and gluttony can quench faith and rust the breastplate. Think about it. If what I said is not true, let me know after service. But if it is true, because what I see is a lot of people not taking care of this, and they're going through life very fragile, very emotional, high-strung, irritable, anxious, moody. They run to the doctor, run to the prescription. They can barely get through life. Spiritual warfare, are you kidding me? I can't even get through this life. And a lot of it has to do with what we're putting in. Straight up. I've seen it more times than I can count. Thousands, thousands, pastor, give me a break. Thousands. When I worked in the, all the time, all the time, it affects at a very deep level affects at a very deep level how we can function. And I just think I want to help those people who want to take that step and they know they are convicted. And that's why we promote fasting often. Fasting, on the other hand, increases spiritual strength. Fasting increases spiritual strength when instead of overindulgence weakens us. Now, I'm a fellow struggler, so don't feel, don't feel like I'm pointing you out. Is my problem eating too little or eating too much? Hello? I can relate. And I know how I feel when I'm doing better. And I, and I know how I feel when I'm ignoring the convictions of God. Ephesians 6, 18. Pray at all times. Hmm. Pray at all times in the Spirit with every prayer and request and stay alert with all perseverance and intercession for all the saints. Now, I didn't get to a lot more of of what I want to say. I want to hold that on a little bit, but it ends with this. Pray at all times in the Spirit. Now, you can, you know, some people... um, uh, make that into, you know, uh, speaking in tongues. Other people, uh, make it into something else. It's the bottom line is there should be a, a uh, uh, your prayer life should be in harmony with the Holy Spirit. You're praying for the things of God. You're, you're praying and you're bra- making every request be known. As your heart pumps blood, life to every cell in the body, prayer pumps spiritual life to the body. Did you catch that? Your blood is amazing. Life and death is in the, the, the blood. Well, life and death is in the power of tongue. The, the, the life is in the blood. In Leviticus, it talks about everything that is in the blood is very, very alive and brings a lot of things to the body. And just as that, that heart pumps that blood to every cell in your body, prayer pumps spiritual life to the body as well. 
Blood brings nutrients and oxygen to the cells. Prayer is also life-giving in itself. Blood carries away physical waste. Prayer carries away mental waste and demonic strongholds. Blood fights infections. Prayer fights spiritual contamination. Oh, if you are weak in prayer, you are weak everywhere. Amen? We should put, we should post that in our homes. If I am weak in prayer, I am weak everywhere. Folks, to be armored up for this next year and to really have on the, the whole armor of God, we don't need necessarily a lot more information. We need a lot more prayer. We need to be seeking God like never before. Some of us need spiritual dialysis. I even put it in red so you don't miss it. Do you, does everyone know what dialysis is? Well, if you don't, the body is no longer functioning very well. The kidneys and, and things like the liver and things that, that used to clean the blood can no longer do their job. So your blood has to go out of the body into a cleaning mechanism and then it's put back into the body. And that's what happens to a lot of us. Some of us need spiritual dialysis. We need, we need to be cleaned up in this area. We need to, we need to filter through God's word and filter through prayer and, and get back on our faces before God. And again, a reminder of what I started with. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by their testimony and they did not love their life to the death. So I don't know where everyone is here this morning, but they overcame Jesus by the blood. So number one, do you, do, do you, has the blood of Jesus Christ washed away your sins? If not, you have to start here. This is where it all begins. That blood is so powerful, it is so precious that they overcame him by the blood of Jesus and their testimony. And they did not love their life. What does that have to do with anything? Well, if I love my life, I'm definitely not going to love the things of God. Do you see the the, the opposing force here? Oh, I love my life. I'm not going to say anything bad. I'm going to. I'm just going to get on the side of Mark Zuckerberg so I can use his his bunker in Hawaii. I don't want. I don't want you two to be upset, and I don't want. I, I love my life, and I want people to like me, and it's all of it, no matter what it takes. And 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 now God calls me away from all that. Whoever loves his life will lose it. What <laughs> die to self, what, Lord? Whatever you want me to do, what is your will for me? I'm yours. That's that's like the complete opposite of this. This is mine, 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 mine. My will, my desires, the money I want to make, the career I want to have, mine, 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 mine. God says, die to that. Give it to the Lord. Lord, what do you want me to do? And I can tell you, without, I've never, ever, ever heard someone say, when I fully surrendered my life, it was the worst decision I've ever made. Have you ever heard that? Now, they might go through some challenges, they might say, I fully surrendered my life and all hell break, broke loose. Uh, it's not what I thought. Uh, it's not my ble- best life now. This is, this is challenging. This is warfare. But they never regret surrendering their life to God. Why? Why? Because He's in control. No matter what happens. 
Lord, this is your, this is your bill. This is your financial situation. This is my health crisis. Lord, it's yours. My situation I'm going through. Lord, help me through. And it relieves so much pressure. Why is this group always on medication? Always depressed. Always, and they're millionaires in many cases, or billionaires, or they've got the, the famous athletes. They're miserable. Because you were never designed to be an idol and have people worship you. You were designed to worship God. That's the big difference. been listening to Regaining Lost Ground with Pastor Shane Eidelman. You can find more information at westsidechristianfellowship.org. That's westsidechristianfellowship.org. And for all the latest on what God is doing with His ministry here, please be sure to follow us on most social media platforms. Westside Christian Fellowship is located 60 miles north of Los Angeles in Leona Valley, California. Thank you again for listening to today's message of Regaining Lost Ground, where we are reminded daily, times change, truth does not. Regaining Lost Ground is sponsored by the generous supporters of the ministries of Westside Christian Fellowship.